Welcome back to another hauntingly hilarious episode of What the Fumble. No more having to wait to find out what the heck is going to happen next. Speaking of, did you know you could listen to new episodes of What the Fumble before they get released to the public? All you got to do is head over to patreon.com, WTFumblePod, and sign up to any of our tiers. That's WTFumblePod. Our natural one tier is only three bucks a month, which is nothing, really. You know you can afford three bucks a month. Plus, like we've said in the past, it's three Canadian dollars. So for you international listeners, it's basically free to support us. So once you're done signing up to the Patreon, settle in and join me as our troop of adventurers continue to explore the spookiest manor this side of Ravenloft. It's episode 96 of What the Fumble Child's Play. I have so many questions i think we all do like i just want to get back into it man like yeah i think we yeah, asked the questions no. in game yeah 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 we yep. have a tea party to be at thank you very much i think it's time yeah. to do this thing we're jumping right in this week you guys just want to play some D? yeah yep. oh, yeah let's do it mm-hmm. i think we should play some D. let's play some D. there you guys were in the boy well there some of you guys were <laughs> I thought you were going to say both equally important areas. There you were in the mm-hmm. garden. It was Earl Grey. For <laughs> two of you, Lustra Slash are currently on the ground floor outside the house, just right outside, just right outside the back door. You're sitting there in the grass with little Greta having a tea party. She took some cups from the kitchen. Everything else is very fake. Everything else is very imaginary. There's cups, but there's no teapot. There's no tea. There's no biscuits. It's all her wild little six-year-old imagination. That tracks. And she's having a blast. (laughs) She's having a blast. Has a few guests. It's great. Her little dolly's there in pristine condition. But upstairs, you other two, Troubadour, Tess, and Van Richten, have just tossed the bedroom that would have once been Van Richten's childhood bedroom, also would have once been Erasmus's bedroom, and currently is in the state it was the night that Erasmus got abducted, the night that Erasmus died. It's still in the exact same condition. Homework in the desk. Teenage-sized poofy white shirt on the pegs behind the door. And you guys just toss this little leather-bound chest that was uh, like a little footlocker at the end of the bed. And inside of it, you found 
a second version of Greta's doll. A second version that is in complete tatters. It's caked with mud. Mud that has been dried for a very, very long time. It stinks of rot and dampness and mildew. The face is torn open, the stuffing coming out, and eyes missing. This doll is all but destroyed. It's it's starting to just naturally disintegrate. It's so old. And that is kind of where we left off. So, how do Tess and Troubadour react? Upon, I imagine, like, shifting the raincoat and seeing this, Tess is just going to, like, sharp inhale, cover her mouth with both her hands, partially for just the rancid scent that I'm imagining is coming off of it, but just, like, she's going to take a couple of steps back and just, like, start shaking her head. She'll look over to Troubadour and say... Someone's been in here. Something was placed here. That, that is her doll. Troubadour is going to pick it up. Is it uh, dry mud that it's like it's covered in mud, but it's like been dried forever, or it's like fresh out of the ground? Dried for a very long time. Very long time. Caked with it though. He's going to start uh, brushing the dirt off the doll, then sort of shaking the loose dirt. Then shaking the doll a little more and going, tell me your secrets. <laughs> uh, and then put her to his ear like a uh, seashell. As as Troubadour's doing that, Tess is also like her paranoia is, her paranoia is starting to kick in. Um, definitely hers, not Collins. Um, and she's going to check this like like any exposed. Um, like fabric of the doll for blood stains. I mean, other than the torn open face signs of violence. You find no signs of any blood anywhere on the doll. No dried blood whatsoever. Troubadour, you don't hear any voices talking back to you from the doll, unfortunately. No secrets are revealed. Dang. But Van Richten gets this very strange look on his face it's a mixed bag of emotions on van richten's face he says i must admit i don't remember greta very well at all i she's she's just a distant memory of my childhood but this doll that Reminds me of other times. My sister Maria had one as well. Not similar to this one, but a doll of her own. I'm simply left reminded of her at this moment. There are only two people I have ever allowed to call me Rudy. My sister Maria and little Greta. Even Lenara tried to call me Rudy once, and I'm ashamed to admit I chided her quite severely. He keeps looking on at that doll. I am reminded in this moment of 
those words that were said to me so many years ago by Radonovich. Live you always among monsters, she said to me, and see everyone you love fall beneath their claws, and may you never see your son again. That is the curse that the Radonovich family set upon me, and in my years I have seen many fall by my side. And so I must admit that perhaps throughout the years I have been hard on those who sought to get too close to me. Lenara was one of those I was always left trying to balance a respect of her abilities and hold back any love of her personality. I... And he kind of just shakes his head and says, It matters not. Seeing this doll reminds me of my sister, even of Lenar, of all those who I've seen fall by my side. I will no longer be a victim of this curse. Whatever is happening here, we shall put an end to it. And you just kind of see some, like, this extra resolve come over Van Richten's eyes after he takes a while to kind of take in this doll, finding this doll. On a mechanical level, I don't mind telling you guys that the DC for his spells, his capability of casting spells, the DC just went down a little bit. DC just went down a little bit. Van Richten is now a little bit more determined after seeing this doll. Whatever is at play here will not win. Enough have fallen to this curse. No more. And he just looks at Tess and Troubadour. Says, where to next? That happens at 1240. Meanwhile, in the garden. (laughs) Do you like sugar? You can see Slash being very... Almost cheerful, you know, and he looks and he goes, just one sugar is all I need. And Lustra, how many would you like? Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, I'm I'm fine for no sugar. She gives you this, like, really odd look of like, okay, weirdo. And she says, you're stupid, too. (laughs) (laughs) And and then Lustra leans down and winks, I'm sweet enough by myself. Oh, my God. Boy, do you have inspiration? Uh, yes. Not anymore, you <laughs> don't. <laughs> <laughs> Not me this time. Sweet enough. We're going to start talking about the weather next. What are you doing over there? <laughs> <laughs> she plops an imaginary cube of sugar into Salash's teacup. Empty teacup. I am just gobsmacked by Salash right now. Like this, this little kid showed up and he's like, oh, and what's, what is your favorite thing? Oh, you like to play? I like to play. He is going full dad mode right now and I don't know what to do. Full dad mode or full psychopath, like manipulator mode. I don't know and I'm scared. (laughs) That's what makes it even better. Why not both? Um, as Slash um, uh, takes his teacup with the one sugar in it, he grabs an imaginary spoon and he swirls it around. 
And he looks over to Greta and asks, do you ever play tea party with Rudy? Yeah, sometimes. Rudy's really busy. He's always studying. But yeah, sometimes. Sometimes him and Mary come by and we have a little tea party. Mary? Is that his sister? Uh, Her name's Maria. I'm allowed to call her Mary. (gasps) Oh, I see. Are you friends with Maria? Of course I am. Of course you are. Of course. And does Maria have dollies like you? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah? Does her dollies come to play tea party too? Of course they do. So why aren't they invited? Because she's not home yet, silly. (laughs) Oh, of course. This silly me. Of course. Of course. Well, listen, it's great that Maria plays with you and that Rudy does too. What about your dad? Does he like to play with you at all? He's always too busy. Sometimes my big sister does, though. Who's your big sister? Elise, silly. Oh, Elise is. You see, I thought Elise was actually, you know, your mom. What? No. I know. I know. I'm absolutely (laughs) ridiculous. I'm so silly. And she gets this very sad look on her face. I never met my mom. Oh. Oh. Mm. (laughs) Slash sort of, you know, solemnly sort of, you know. It's, a, it's almost like you hit the reset button on, on like a Nintendo or something, and he's just got that flashing blue screen. Just put like six more imaginary sugars into her tea. <laughs> and he sort of stops and he goes, well, I'm sure your mom is very happy and very proud of you for making all kinds of good friends and having all kinds of delicious tea. She shrugs and says, maybe she's dead. Damn. Mm. Tells you that in a very blunt fashion. Yeah. Dad said that when I was born, one life had to be traded for the other. Jeez. I don't like him. Um, uh, Slash sort of, you know, almost, you know, going into his pouch and gripping one of the broken darts of Tess's explains. There's nothing more pure than a mother's love, I would think. And I'm sure she loved you very much, even though she only knew you for a very short while. Hmm. Yeah, probably so. Elise says that hasn't really been the same ever since. But that's okay. Some people deal with things in different ways. Like, for example, Looster over here. I'm doing this right, right? <laughs> You're that, doing your best. Was slurping tea? <laughs> yup. <laughs> <laughs> the only better thing would just be, like, saying the word slurp. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> um, uh, Slash will look at Lustra and ask, I'm sure your mom loved you very much. Is that right? Oh, absolutely. My mom loved me very much. Yeah? Yeah, she made me great shoes and always made sure I was warm. Yeah, she... Always made me feel very safe. What was your mom's name? Odessa. Odessa. Ah, I see. And Greta, what was your mom's name? Do you know? Her name was Marlene. Marlene. That's a very pretty name. So Elisa's your big sister. How much older is Elise than you? Do you know how many? She starts counting on her fingers, runs out of fingers, and says, I'm not sure, really. More than this. And she holds up her ten little fingers. I see, I see. And what about the groundskeeper? He seems pretty he seems pretty funny looking, hey? 
Yeah, he's weird. I think he likes Elise. Yeah? How long has that been going on? She shrugs. I don't know. As long as I've had object permanence. (laughs) Basically. Which isn't very long. (laughs) Does, Does the groundskeeper... Like it when you play outside, or does he does he scold you when you're outside in the garden? No, he loves it, and sometimes he takes me for picnics. He takes me and Dolly, and we go for a picnic, and it's amazing! Where do you go for picnics at? All over the place. Sometimes we go to the Lake of Apples, sometimes we go in the orchard, sometimes we go back to his place. Carl's awesome. Carl takes really good care of me. He'd never let anything happen to me. <laughs> Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> okay, fair enough. That's what little Greta says at 12.45 in the afternoon. Meanwhile, back upstairs to Team Troubadour Tess Van Richten. What are you doing after this discovery? You're still kind of standing there in Van Richten slash Erasmus's bedroom. What are the two or the three of you doing? Well, uh, after Van Richten's declaration, Tess is going to just clasp him on the shoulder and say, You said that everyone who came before matters not. I think we both know that they matter, and that is why all of this has to stop. I believe that this curse, it's weakening already. I think this is their last-ditch effort to try to stop the inevitable from happening, which is us absolutely ending whatever plan they have to escape the domains. That's not going to happen. You said your sister's room was... Or you said your sister was the only one who would call you Rudy as well? Well, perhaps that is our next goal. That is our next place to look. My sister's bedroom... I know that might be a little weird, but I don't want to think about how that doll end up ended up in there. But I am concerned that other strangeness is going on here. I mean, obviously it is. But I just want to know, is it malicious? Was this put here to hurt you, or are little breadcrumbs being left for us to follow? The first thing you thought of was your sister. Seems like the next step. So to the sister's bedroom? Yeah. To Mary's room. Mm. Maria Van Richten's bedroom. You open the door that Greta had pointed out to you during her brief little tour. And inside this room is a lone bed that is bare aside for a single sheet upon a thin mattress. There's a small wardrobe standing in one corner. One of the doors is cracked open, and you can already tell that the wardrobe is empty. There's a narrow window in here that's letting out a little bit of daylight, but there is very little in the room for that daylight to illuminate. It is a pretty bare bedroom. Van Richten who's still with you guys up top, says, I am not surprised. The house seems to be in a state that it was the night of Erasmus's death. Uh, His bedroom was the same, and in 
Those years Maria had long left the Van Richten estate. Her room I had simply used as a spare room, a guest room. Sometimes some of the servants would sleep there. I am sure had you all come at a time many years ago, you might have slept in this room yourselves, but Maria was long gone, at least at the time of Erasmus's death. Mm. It is quite odd, isn't it? All these servants seem to remember a time when I was six, but yet the house stands in a moment where I was much older. That's really interesting, actually. Yeah. Is the fortune that Tess read for you as you were or them as they were? We've got two conflicting timelines. We're stuck in the now, but the innocent slept would have been... I suppose you and Erasmus would have been innocent at the root of evil. It's the same bedroom. Would the healer be you, or was there another healer uh, at your time? Is there a nurse? I know uh, Greta mentioned a clinic. Are they the one who turned Oathbreaker? Or? The room I had converted into my clinic is upstairs on the third floor. I don't know. You all have the capability of doing some amount of healing. I'm sure we've all broken a promise along the way. I don't know what that part of the Taroka reading refers to. You know, above the table, considering that, you know, how things have been tended after on the first floor, things have been tended after as much on the second floor and possibly not at all on the third floor, I'm wondering if there's some kind of time bubble where the past has kind of been is being re-experienced and then it's not reaching in the second or third floor you know adam you're saying things about timelines i'm wondering if literally there's two timelines converging at one point within this domain where the past is being replayed but only within the first floor and we can see happen to see the but limits within it carl and casimir were on not in the house and they were doing their regular things yeah, I'm just saying is that, yeah, but it's all on the ground level. Yep. I'm wondering if they're, I don't know why it would be on just the ground level, but. <laughs> the time bubble only extends 10 feet above. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just saying it's like, I, I'm thinking there's something temporal happening in regards to how this domain is working. Well, let, the apples might have been gotten fresh. God knows how long that cheese would stick around. They didn't have any fresh meat. Yeah, but everything's on, but all of that is on the first floor, though, which would affect which everything would be fresh. But the second you go up to Van Richten's room and Erasmus's room, you find things that are super old. You find that the dust has hasn't is really thick and hasn't been looked after, right? And I would imagine if you go even higher, it's probably even worse. So I'm wondering if that happens to be a barrier of some kind of a temporal rift, or I don't know. You're thinking time is keeping the rest of the house clean not the people who are doing their cycles every day well yeah they're doing their yeah. cycles and i don't know why they wouldn't be affecting the other floors but i'm just thinking that there's a, a, there's something happening there i think joseph said he swept up here yesterday so this yeah, but also fly in the face of what happened in the cemetery because if that were the case then everything there would be you know decent 
but it seemed very, you know, broken down, disheveled. And in fact, there seemed to be like brand new items there, as a matter of fact, the coffins. Yeah, yeah the coffins the f- in the cemetery were like, they looked like they had, someone was working on them like yesterday. Yeah. The coffins in the cemetery were very freshly built. I'm just saying is that maybe I don't know the limits of it, but I'm just thinking, I don't know. It's just a theory I wanted to throw out there. A game theory. (laughs) Shut the hell up. Can I take away your inspiration if you had (laughs) (laughs) one? So, I don't know. It's just something that I wanted to throw out there, I guess. Yeah. All right, just just because I don't know, I, I I feel like the weird timeline differences. There seems to be geographical limits to it, and I'm wondering if there's something going on with that. I'm hmm, maybe hmm. that's the power thwarting our nemesis. Ooh. Now that I'm, we're we're talking above the table in that, my thought might be nature as part of that power. Oh, um, the apples, fresh shape. Uh, we didn't find a horse. Thane isn't there. Whatever is putting this day on loop doesn't have control over the overgrown everything. Nature running its course. Beasts. Yeah, I'm... That said, my... My thought, I mean, I'm probably gonna repeat stuff I've already said, but... We showed up at noon... Joseph seems to be a very, like, industrious person, but he's only one person. And he seems very structured, very rigid. He swept upstairs in his mind yesterday. They all have memories. Like, we've been talking to people. They all have memories about their past. As far as they know, one day ago was one day ago. Two days ago was two days ago. And as far as that illusory memory that they have in their head... That still happened. Van Richten is six. It's like that fun sign, free beer tomorrow. It's never tomorrow. Yeah. Like today might be the day that you tidy the ground floor. Or he's only one person. He can't tidy an entire house from like getting up to noon, especially not while preparing food for everyone. I'm, I'm wondering, like I just... I feel like us showing up at the Domains of Dread set that clock, started the timer. Like, I feel like things were placed here. And that's the thing I don't understand is why that the mud-caked, destroyed ancient doll, well, not ancient doll, but like decaying doll, how it got there with no evidence of anything passing by well if you let me finish with greta one of the questions i was going to ask was why is van richten home early when was he expected back and why well he's expected back in two days because that was when their trip was going to finish correct and this seems to be sort of like a finish line if we're talking about temporal differences what happens when van richten is supposed to show up what happens to the rest of the grounds? What happens to all these people? Because as far as Van Richten is concerned, everybody like the, he was told that everybody like up and quit or 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 had this mass exodus for whatever reason. So clearly, that is a, for lack of a better word, like a nexus point for this timeline. Is what happens when Van Richten comes back? 
So this is almost like sort of like the timer that we're on. We keep hearing about the time so much. Is this just the countdown to when Van Richten comes home? Is this when the Van- harbinger, when the healer turns Oathbreaker is two days from now? That's when the moon crashes into Clock Town. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you can have your inspiration. Back. Hey! <laughs> so to that end, you know, that's the timer that we're on then is when Van Richten returns, because we already have the Van Richten here. Like it, it's obvious we, we have him. He's ours. It's this is, this is it. But what, what healer turned Oathbreaker will return. You know what I mean? This is perhaps the power that returns to, to, you know, whatever or whatever, because that's so accurate. But like, y- you get what I'm trying to say, right? Yeah. Yeah. The power will end where healer f- turned Oathbreaker? Conflict will end where healer turned Oathbreaker. Conflict. Yeah. My two thoughts about that are the place Van Richten stood when he said, I'll give you anything, please don't hurt me, instead of trying to heal the Vistani, or the place where he actually went and first did harm. Yeah. So we know he turned on the Vistani, but that was well off of his um, estate? That was at their camp, right? He, yeah, after the, the night that Erasmus died, Van Richten pursued the Vistani throughout the woods. He eventually found them at their camp and murdered every last one of them before going on to find Baron Medus. Because at their camp, he found out that they he was already too late. They had already sold him to this vampire, which I believe in the past you guys have mentioned the fact that it seems very convenient that there was a vampire just ready to buy that night. But regardless of all that, he pursued the Vistani into the woods, murdered them all before heading out to pursue Baron Medus. Okay. Uh, So yeah, the actual killing of the Vistani would have happened well away from uh, Richten house, maybe not, you know, not days of travel. He was able to catch up with them within uh, a night of travel, but it's far beyond our bubble, right? Our, your bubble, our mist bubble. Yeah, it's yeah. outside okay. of your bubble. Okay. But on the topic of the mists, the mists are sentient and they want to show destinies and stuff. So we could write that off to the mists are showing Van Richten what he needs to do to write things. And maybe that could be the perspective of the Taroka cards is of the mists. Well, by that same token, then, if we are going to find the place where Healer turned Oathbreaker, then we should find out where the room is that Van Richten was dealing with that hurt Vistani. You know what I mean? I feel like there'd be answers there. Yeah. Which would stand a reason to be the clinic. That would probably be the next place to go. And maybe that's why, and then maybe that's why all the Vistani were in the mausoleum, because that's what the mists deemed as necessary. I think that that word end in there, um, I'd leave that for last if we can find the other things first. Yeah, no kidding. You're you're not wrong there. Then again, what is the conflict? Is it the conflict with Radonovich? The conflict with what we're s- this uh, these cards are saying, or is it a different conflict? Is it a different oathbreaker? Is it a different healer? It's almost like they're vague on purpose, <laughs> and also the Tarokas are vague on purpose. 
That's a good that point. Again, horoscopes. Too, I I love that. Like wherever that card referred to, where healer turned oathbreaker, going to that place. That's a great point. Maybe that triggers horrible things. The end of the maybe yeah. that's the end boss trigger, or you know? or the conflict will end. The conflict within Van Richten, the conflict between Tess and Salash. Maybe that's where they <laughs> had their first kiss. <laughs> Uh, how hard would it be to throw a gnome off the top of a building? <laughs> Depends on the willingness of the gnome. <laughs> I don't know, just... Whee! I thought I'd at least bring up the idea of time wibbly-wobbly things. Absolutely. To all of this. Every theory is worth bringing up in this scenario. It's, uh, it's a mystery. Mm-hmm. Guys are scooby-doing it. Everything in this entire... Domain is designed to fuck with our heads. But can Carl get a chance with Elise? That's mm. the real question. Who knows? Maybe is, that is. love blind? Find out next time. <laughs> <laughs> I will give uh, the above the table conversation to you guys. That didn't cost your characters any amount of time. So we still sit at 1245 right now. Tess, Troubadour, Van Richten are standing in the doorway of what would at one point have been Maria's bedroom, but is now in the state that Van Richten had it when he was an adult and took this estate over. It's no longer a little kid's bedroom as much as just a room ready for some guests if need be. Downstairs, tea party in full swing. Where do we want to go? Well, I mean, I... I Honestly, like, end of the day, Miles is right. Like, I think the most obvious place that we need to look at is the clinic. But, okay, um, Greta said upstairs is the clinic, but that, Van Richten said he had that converted when he was an adult. So, would that mean that the, 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 the ghost, undead, whatever, echoes and time loop people would know about that section of the house or is was that Uh, right yeah that's a good point that's a good point take inspiration if you don't have it yeah you're right that was just a slip of the tongue from my part i was just listing off all the rooms from greta in greta's voice but you're right the room she said that third floor would have a clinic it wouldn't be a clinic it would just be a spare bedroom uh in greta's mind yeah okay but if the house is in the state of the night of erasmus's death then it would be a clinic but yeah good call yeah absolutely you're right so greta wouldn't really know it's a clinic okay cool see i thought i'd cracked the case wide open (laughs) oh man no turns out justin was just being helpful (laughs) and reading from a list would you like one lump or two in your tea (laughs) ah yes (laughs) tea party all right, Troubadour, let's you and I jump out the window, other guys style, crash this tea party, go to the clinic. Are you the rocker or Samuel L. Jackson? Um, Wait, am well, I jumping out of a window as well? I, would you like to? He like, points to the fact that he needs a cane to walk half <laughs> the time. <laughs> I'm willing. <laughs> it may what? require healing afterwards, though. I didn't re- realize I could do backflips till a few days ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the gumption, sir. You know what? That's a good enough for us. Let's take the stairs. Okay. 
Oh, we could take the dumb waiter. I want to take a little peek in the clinic, or not the clinic, uh, the the chapel. Fair. Uh, I feel like we should probably regroup, though, just like for the for the next section of stuff, unless the tea party wants to last longer. Just I don't know. I like it. All right. So you guys head to the tea party out back. Yeah, but let's not end it too fast. <laughs> I'm going to use my insight to see when a good time to butt in is, but you guys keep going. So as we're continued talking about, you know, moms and whatnot, and that I'm sure your mom loved you very much, among others, Slash will will finish and sort of almost, you know, lean in a little bit further and and look to Greta. And he goes, Greta, words are very important. They have very specific meaning. They are very powerful. So it's always important that you tell people how you feel because feelings don't always have words, but when you find them, it makes them powerful and potent. I feel like Carl has some very big feelings, you know, and he just doesn't have the words to tell your big sister do you think you could give him some words? What are you asking? You're asking. I'm asking if Greta can basically wingman, 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 settle up with her sister. <laughs> hey, you could do worse. There's only eight people on this estate. <laughs> Two of them are family. And sorry, I'm not interested. <laughs> she is. Pretty young, looks at you with a very confused look. She says, I'd invite her to a tea party. <laughs> you know, I think that's a great start. Schedule the Van Richten House mixer for 4 p.m. <laughs> there See you who go. turns up at like that In her point. little five-year-old brain, it's like, oh, right. I think, I think he likes my sister. I think he would like to maybe... Hold her hand. Yeah, <laughs> that's that. it. Slut. Tess, Troubadour, Van Richten. That trio comes down the stairs, makes their way towards the back. As you're doing so, you kind of pass by the open dining room door and overhear some of the conversations. Joseph, Elise, and Carl are still in that dining room at 12.50 when you kind of walk by. Everybody's still alive. That's good. I am... I am going to hide the um, the rotting doll. I'm going to make it not visible for Yeah, a, sure. For just tuck it in a pocket inside your poofy white shirt. That said, I'm incredibly intrigued to, like, see what would happen if, like, we revealed this real thing to this Echo. Up to you guys whether you do that or not. Regardless of whether you do it or not, though... The three inside are essentially doing the same thing they were earlier. Carl is still finishing up eating. Elise is starting to tidy up at this point. Joseph is also starting to tidy up, and he's still kind of grumbling about Casimir's absence. Uh, keeps asking Elise and Carl, you sure you haven't seen him? God. The nerve of that man. 
But you, you walk past and you all meet up around back. Now what? Ah. Uh, oh, hey. I only brought two cups. <laughs> I told you they only needed to use the bathroom. Wow. Blaming a five-year-old for lack of preparation. Mm, all right. I mean, if that's what you're going to do, Silash. It's okay, Tess. We can clearly get more cups. Isn't that right, Greta? Yeah, sure. And she, like, pulls out. She, like, reaches behind her bag and pulls out an imaginary cup. She's like, here you go. Oh, There's that's, no cup. That's so, like, five-year-old. Yeah, there are. See? Here. Slash will, like, pantomime grabbing the cup from Greta and looks to hand it to Tess. She'll, like, squint for a second. Are you trying to hand me... Oh, oh! oh and, and, oh. and Slash just sort of nods and just gestures more aggressively. <laughs> Lustra nodding and sweating profusely. <laughs> yeah, Tess will just, like, hold out an open palm and, like, just close it into a fist when she gets, like, mimed. Like, her her, her object work is not great. <laughs> Slash sort of just, you know, does a slight face palm. You know, Greta... I said that Carl likely had a lot of big feelings. You know who also has a lot of big feelings? Rudy's got a lot of big feelings. Oh? Yeah. And I think he might need some help figuring out his big feelings. Do you think you have some words for him? Maybe some big feelings of your own? What the hell, man? (laughs) Basically, what I'm asking is... If there's any way I can sort of schmooze Greta into, you know, trusting Van Richten more so we can get more exposition. I'm trying to guide the conversation in that direction. I realize I'm going in a really roundabout way, though. Are you asking if I have a crush on Rudy? Well, I mean, do you? No. Oh, my. Insight check. (laughs) (laughs) Tess like, oh, my gosh, you don't just ask someone that. Okay, maybe I was a little bit rude. But also insight check. Also insight check. (laughs) Give me some insight checks. Yeah, let's do it. 11. Trubadar got a 9. He's just sort of like, maybe, glazed over. She seems appalled at the thought. Boys are gross. Gross! Okay, fair, 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 fair. Okay. Slash sort of, you know, sort of, you know, just rolls his shoulders and, you know, like shimmies back and forth almost as if like he's like oh oh me kind of thing oh my God. I, I love how miles is showing more than slash right oh, now shut the hell up <laughs> shut the hell up okay it's I'm, adorable listen, okay it's, it's the 18 charisma he knows how to play the crowd okay and he's just doing that really well right now you tell yourself that bud yes <laughs> she does kind of suddenly become very like bored of the situation now that you've brought that up though now she's like Kind of looking at you like, oh, are you still at the tea party? Tea party's over now. It's cleaned up. Okay, bye. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I suppose we'll let you go then. Uh, It was fun playing tea party with you, though. Okay, bye. (laughs) Bye. And we're just going to, you know, exit the tea party and (laughs) Slash will exposit all of the information that he learned from the tea party. She's just, you can overhear her talking to Dolly. She's like, did you hear what he just said, Dolly? That is gross. (laughs) This is gross. We don't like Rudy like that. He's stupid. He's stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Four for four, baby. There you go. There you go. Ah, hell yeah. 
Um, 12. Slash, you say you don't know how people act? What was all of that? That, Lustra, was manipulation of the highest order. But that being said, it is simply a child. It is very easy to manipulate someone like that. They don't call it child's play for nothing. (laughs) Wow. It's strange how... I have a lot to learn about city life. Jeez. (laughs) Did you think me and Tess walking into Jasper Leafwood's Cosmopolitan... You, do, do you really think that that was me? Grabbing her by the arm, bringing her in. Do you think that was me not breaking his arm when he grabbed my arm, letting myself be brought in? <laughs> Here's the thing. I know how to separate myself from that. Tess doesn't. She secretly liked it. I think they're going to kiss in the clinic. Slash, I will separate you from the, your arm if you keep that line of thinking going. He she takes meant- off his arm, already done. <laughs> <laughs> she meant the other one there, big boy. <laughs> oh, learning all kinds of things. Maybe even learning a little bit about the thus far unspoken, horribly evil nature of Slash. <laughs> Yeah, Maybe. no one's ever... I am... I have been blindsided. I feel betrayed. That's true. We've definitely hinted at it before, but uh, we're, I don't know. That's, we're getting there. I'd say that's the most evil thing Slash has said, has said so far. I would argue that for sure. Yeah. Nothing's easier than lying to kids. You should not run an orphanage. Or maybe I should, because at least I could be honest. 1255. Okay. <laughs> uh, I think, yeah, um, Tess is going to sort of like quietly fill uh, the two lizard boys in on most of what we found in the, uh, the upstairs. Um, she's going to leave out the doll until we like go back upstairs because I don't, she doesn't want to have this real item that, like, there is a copy of exposed to have a chance of being seen by any of whatever these things are. Actually, Um, on that topic, did Lustra do a Miss Talisman check when we first came into the domain? I can't remember. I think he did, yeah? No, he was waiting to get to the house, I do believe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that way I could check the entire place, because the manor seems to be the center point. Might be worth doing now. In regards to checking for the Miss Talismans, that means we got to get them all in out of sight of me. <laughs> they can do the old routine with this a routine at this point. You've done it enough times. You guys want to check for Miss Talismans? Looster doesn't like it, but yeah, 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 we'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're at the balcony, uh, you know, of the manor. This is as central as it's going to be. So, yeah, we'll go and do it and give her a look-see. So you know about Lustra's rosary, you know about Slash's flowers, you know about the eye from the thinker mm-hmm. in the Black Tower. What else do we know about? The marble with the worm? Or no, the, the, the vial of spinal fluid. Spinal yeah, the vial of spinal fluid that go, that's uh, for Dominia. Do you know of any others? It was broken jewelry that we gave to Lamb. Right, right, right. That might be. What's the other one we know? So of? CSF rosary eyeball flower. 
I have four so far. Written I think down. that's it. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, you take all the ones you know of and mm-hmm. you tuck them away. Yep. Wasn't there a bead on your rosary? Yeah. Well, that's why I'm tossing oh, the whole right, thing. Yeah. yeah. Right. Sorry. And that's why I hate this. <laughs> so we toss those those four known missed talismans. Yep. Into the bag of holding. Absolutely. And you do your little scan mm-hmm. looking for missed talismans. Mm-hmm. Closest one within a mile, I think. You is would that be right? Correct. Man, it's such a crazy freaking range. It's insane. Mm-hmm. That covers most of the grounds of uh the Van Richten estate, I think from the house you should have the entire bubble covered from here. Shit. That's why I waited until we got there. Value, man. Hell yeah. Not a single missed talisman in sight. Mm. Nothing. Well, that means we have no bonus secret ones on us. There is that. It's something. Uh so yeah, I'll relay that to the crew. Um I got nothing, man. I, we're clear of missed talismans. I'm not seeing any in any direction. All right. Well, can I get my rosary back? <laughs> yes, you can have your rosary back. Okay, just so, reach your hand right in here. <laughs> no, no, no. Can you take it out, please? <laughs> Slash rolls his eyes, pulls it out, hands it to you. Thanks, man. <laughs> so, where do we go from here? So the room upstairs seems to be on a different timeline than the, than the ground floor. We know. Maybe. Hmm. If they're constantly, if day, if the day they're on loop is constantly cleaning the bottom floor, maybe they keep things up to snuff. Let's just go to the third floor and see if it's just as messed as the second. See if there's one trail of uh, footprints that only goes to Joseph's room. He's. They are repeating what they were doing 60, 70, whatever years ago in a house that Van Richten was in, last live in, gosh, only knows years ago. So they're still going to a bed they think is theirs. If we just go up one more floor, we can see how they're interacting and hopefully confirm a lot of theories. Like kissing in the clinic. <laughs> Who would you be kissing in the clinic? Everyone. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess we head upstairs? Yeah. I don't think anyone's going to stop us. Nah, not with little old Rudy. So, plus, plus, I think everybody's downstairs. Yeah. So, to Joseph's room or the clinic? Uh, I mean, I'd, I'd like to start with um, getting Looster to just, like, check and see how many, like, if if the, um, the sorry, um, if there's, like, one track of footprints down, like, through all of the mess from Joseph's room, or if there's, like, multiple sets that he ha- that he's been, like, traveling up and down and then just, like, starting stuff in mm-hmm. the bottom floor if that's, if it's a time loop down there. Try, um, trying to figure out, okay, like where yeah, the, like, where the barrier is, almost. Yeah, and if there's been multiple cycles, if this is the first one, um, something like that, because that would just be he'd probably be the only person who'd go up to um, staircase three, so we could look mm. there before we step on it. Some good questions. Sounds like, regardless, we're going to the third floor. That's what it sounds like. Sounds yeah. about yeah. right. Yeah, correct. 
12.55, the group heads back inside and starts going up to the third floor, leaving Greta and Dolly to themselves outside having a little bit of a picnic. 12.55, or 12.56 maybe, is when you pass back by the dining room to head towards the staircase that will bring you upstairs Nothing has changed in the dining room. Joseph, Elise, and Carl, all three of them are still in there. Still the same. Elise cleaning up, Carl eating, finishing his meal, and Joseph grumbling about Casimir's (laughs) absence. Well, they're on loop for an hour, not a day. Uh, (laughs) Is there still some cheese left? There is a little bit of underjack cheese left on the table. What's my character's name? Troubadour! Uh, <laughs> Casimir? <laughs> Carl? Fuck! Uh, Troubadour is going to just grab one of the uh, pieces of silverware, cut himself off a good chunk of cheese, stab it, and just start eating it off of the knife as we walk out of the room. Okay, so you're going to head back into the dining room. No, no on the way cheese. through. Okay, sure. Or, do we have to cut through it? You don't or? have to go right inside, but you can certainly do that. And when you do, Joseph looks at you and says, if you see Casimir, wherever it is you're going, tell him to come check in, for goodness sake. I'll tell him he needs to fix his sundial. It's 1257! Something's <laughs> happened to him. Okay, all right. Uh, I got cheese. Um, nom, nom, nom. And up the stairs you go, towards the third floor. Van Richten reminds you, or lets you know... What the third floor kind of looked like the night of Erasmus's death. As far as the third floor is concerned, there is a smoking room, a library, the bedrooms that I converted into a clinic, my workroom where I conducted most of my alchemical experiments. Furthermore, there is the blue room, which we used to house guests at Richton House. There's a trophy room, and then, of course, the head servant's quarters. So quite a few rooms on the third, but you guys make your way up the stairs, and which one of those sounds like where you'd like to go first? Uh, blue room. I mean, it's so weird. It's, I Yeah. You gotta. But also, Slash really wants to do the clinic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, also, just like, if Luster could take a look at the disturbances of the staircase heading up to the third floor towards Joseph's room. Yeah, I'll take an eye, I'll keep an eye out for, like, uh, footprints, among others. Like, what kind of traffic has gone up to the third floor? Absolutely. Give me a survival check, Luster. Is your favorite terrain Baller Mansion? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> it's my favorite terrain now. Oh, Nat 19, oh. so that's, that's a 24. Hell yeah. Very nice. Just like on the second floor, the dust on the floor of the third is very thick. And currently at 1 p.m. in the afternoon, there are some footprints that appear to kind of like fit the size of a man about Joseph's size. They're going from Joseph's bedroom to the stairs, suggesting that at some point today he woke up at one downstairs. Just one set? Just one set. That is correct. 
What did I say? <laughs> Actually, there's... What, uh, I, know, I know what you're implying, but what did you say? Oh, I said that we showed up today, hit the start button. Oh, yes, yes, perfect. Mm-hmm. Like they, yeah. haven't been, they haven't been rotating through, they haven't been cycling through. This is day one of whatever of play, whatever fucked up play is being played for us. Now, do we think that this play culminates, you know, soon? Or if it culminates in the event that uh, when the Verfan Richtens get here and who they arrive to something. So, yeah, it's yeah. Some, it happens before they... Ooh. Something has already happened to Casimir. I'm not the only one who thinks that, right? No, you are not. All right, I thought I was taking crazy, like, more crazy pills. We're not in Dominion anymore. But I also, and she'll uh, reach down the front of her puffy white shirt and pull out um, the the other, the real doll. Uh, the actual doll. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. That, 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 that is a product. Maybe sponsorship? Sponsorship? Oh my god, are you fucking serious? Like, <laughs> Those dolls are expensive. The rotten oh, dolly. I just, I just caught on to that show. <laughs> Take inspiration, Justin. <laughs> Not from me, though. Anyway. Totally apply for sponsorship. <laughs> What the fumble brought to you by real dumb? Do you think we'd get a free one each? <laughs> There's yeah, only one way to find out. Okay, let's change the subject. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, and the worst part is we're going to have, instead of having miniatures, we'll have to have real dolls of all of our characters. Oh, no! <laughs> and then our battle map no! is going to be huge. Of course they would do it to us. They're like, it's a bunch of D&D nerds. <laughs> all right, it's official. We've alienated our entire fan base. <laughs> Probably not our entire fan base. Not all of it. (laughs) Colin listens. (laughs) I'll take three. (laughs) Sorry, children. (laughs) One way or another, Tess and Slash are gonna kiss. (laughs) (laughs) Gonna see me breaking into a doctor's office and they'll be like, what are you doing? Not now. Okay, 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 okay. Where were we? Um, so the third floor. The third floor, crazy. What would we like to do on the third floor? Uh, Tess would like to show everyone the um, the stuffed toy that is a replica of a human female um, that is that was caked in dirt and has the face ripped open and is old and rotting. And she says, this was left in Van Richten's old room. There were no tracks. There was no sign of anything being moved, changed, anything. It was just here. Maybe this is the done by the power that's thwarting the nemesis. Van Richten seemed more ready for badassery after that. Fine. Fine. I just... I guess it's not like we needed more proof that these people aren't real. Salash will pause at the doll. And he will 
review with you the, again, the Tea Party antics. And you look to Van Richten. Was this Maria's doll? No, No, Maria's doll looked quite different. She did have one, but no. No. So would this have been Greta's original doll? It does appear to be the same doll, just much dirtier. Did we try and look in the the filling and the stuffing inside? It carries secrets. That's why the face is ripped off. Here you go, Troubadour. All right. Regardless of whatever happens, you folks keep talking about this second floor like it's something mysterious on Dominia. (laughs) I am not going to have that itch. We must go to the blue room. Because I am walking over to open the blue room, he says as he walks over to open the blue room. (laughs) A man of action! Slash is like, so no clinic? Okay. Clinic eventually, blue room now. All right, everyone take a door, open them all at once, get Justin to read all the descriptions. Who's Justin? (laughs) Uh, No, well, just in science, we will hear the descriptions. To the blue room. To the blue room. Troubadour. Okay. Troubadour, you open the wall. Troubadour, you open the door. <laughs> Turn the wall down. <laughs> You're going all Kool Aid Man style in the blue room. <laughs> Honestly, he's probably strong enough. Bite oh. Lustra, go in. <laughs> oh, yeah. You guys are going to have to crawl through the hole, though. <laughs> Troubadour, you open the door to find that the walls of this room are painted. Rather than they are papered. It's very blue. It is very, very blue in here. It's a kind of pale, dull blue. You can tell that the paint is decades old. There's blue velvet curtains that cover the windows. There's a pale blue comforter that's lying over this four-poster bed that dominates one side of the room. There are walnut chairs, a wardrobe, a wash table, all circling that nice four-poster bed. Van Richten says, as you open it, Normally I, I had this blue room designated for guests as well as my father, and as far as I know, my grandfather had it designated for guests as well. I don't have... Many memories of this room aside from one. It was where my visiting great-aunt Helga died of a horrible disease she contracted while she was traveling across the lands of Darkon. When this occurred, my skills as a healer were still maturing, and despite All my efforts, dear Aunt Helga, died a horribly painful death in this room, I am afraid to admit. The experience did much to propel me, though. It left me even more determined than ever that I would master the knowledge and study of medicine. So this is where people go to double-dee-double-die. (laughs) (laughs) See you next week, everybody!
Do you have inspiration, Colin? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was going to give you mine. I don't deserve it anymore. I love a good Eiffel 65 reference. Who doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to investigate the blue room any further? I'm game for going in, but if in case that uh, disease is still kicking around, maybe you guys just sit outside. Or I'm about to be attacked by a ghost. Troubadour is going to go inside. Slash will follow. Um, once again, being himself, he knows that he's got a good chance against any diseases, at least. Diseases or poisons, because they're different, buddy. Ooh, that's a good point. Yep, but you're following now. Come along, guy who wasn't listening. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you both go into the room, and you are both fine. Nothing weird happens. All right. Okay. Um, uh, well, I'm like... Yeah, Wait, check, do check. we still have the the uh, the spirit board? We do. I'm like, can we commune with the ghost of Aunt Helga? <laughs> yeah, we can. Hey, Helga, what's up? You want to pull out like the spirit board that you at one point used to communicate with Erasmus? We haven't sure. seen that thing in a long time. Yeah, yeah, really. yeah. I mean, I'm sure we could have used it. We've been just, like, using it off-screen every long rest. Just chatting. You pull out this almost forgotten spirit board. And what's the question that you ask? I didn't think we'd get this far. Uh, (laughs) Um, Are you there, Aunt Helga? Yeah. It moves to no. Wait! (laughs) No, despite... Whatever question you ask, there's no movement from the spirit board. Mm. Um, There's no Aunt Helga belongings or anything floating around? Nothing at all. Van Richten says I long ago cleared out any belongings. It's my poor Aunt Helga's death happened... Years ago, the room has been used again since. It is simply the only thing I remember of this chamber. There is no other significance to this room for myself. Oh, well. Fair. I mean, I guess for hospice, it says... Why is it blue? Why is it everything so blue? Like... Yeah, you guys have some really nice stuff. What the heck's with the blue? Oh, it's like sky, it's like ocean, calming. <laughs> so I suppose it was my grandfather's idea. It has been the blue room ever since I can remember. All right, I'll give him one for apples, but uh, this is... Uh, nah, I like it. He's got two. Well, what now? I mean, the the clinic makes the most sense. Clinic does make sense. Wait a minute, you got that doll, right? Yes... Are you suggesting we take the doll to the clinic? Well, maybe. She is lacking a face. We picked up the doll. She didn't say anything to me. But I didn't rifle around inside for the secrets. Because I think the thing said it carried secrets. That seems a little on the nose, don't you think? This doll doesn't even have one, she says, like, (laughs) holding it out to you. All right. Well, let's see if the no-nose knows. And Troubadour is going to... Rifle around inside for it. See if there's any secrets hidden inside. Third floors get explored. 
footprints get looked for. A blue room gets investigated. Questions get asked. Theories get thrown out there. Bringing us to about 1.25 p.m. God. Troubadour searches through the contents, searches through the stuffing of this old, dirty, half-decayed doll. And you find nothing at all inside Troubadour. You give it a couple squeezes. You don't feel anything hard that might be hidden within a leg or inside the tummy or something. But as you do squeeze, Troubadour, you and only you hear a voice inside of your head. It's a distant voice, almost a whisper. But since you've heard her voice so recently, it's impossible to mistake the distant voice of little Greta whispering inside your head. She says, I think Carl likes Elise, but she likes Casimir. And we'll call it a week there. What the what? What? What the fuck? They're undead. They have more than one life to live. What the fuck?